Welcome to the Everyday Style School podcast, where we believe life is better when you love the way you look, style doesn't have to be complicated, and getting dressed can actually be fun. It's time to ditch that closet full of nothing to wear and instead create a fabulous functional wardrobe that makes you feel stylish, confident, and ready for anything. I'm your host, Jennifer Mary, and I've been dressing real women for almost 20 years. There isn't a body type or wardrobe challenge I haven't seen. And in this podcast, I'll share practical lessons from my journey that you can use to make creating a look you love easier than you ever imagined. Get ready to love getting dressed again. Well, hey there, lovely. Welcome back to another episode of the Everyday Style School podcast, where we believe style should be easy and getting dressed can be fun. I hope you are having a super stylish week. I want to share with you a format change I'm making to the style school. So far, the first part of the show stays the same with a weekly lesson from Linda, vocabulary word, and then current events, philosophy, or office hours. And then after the break, we have a lecture from me or a visiting professor, or we have a chat with an everyday style student. Going forward in the episodes starting today, where I have a guest, we're just going to get right into it. The reason for this is that when I do have a guest, I want to dedicate as much time to them as I can and let them share as much as possible to help you as much as possible. I also notice that the shorter the episode, the more it's downloaded. That tells me that you're busy and you don't have time for super long episodes. Girl, I get it. I also know I can be pretty chatty, so I'm going to try and keep them on the shorter side. The other reason I'm making the switch is that creating the first half of the episode takes me a really long time, and I don't know how long I can keep the pace of releasing a full episode each week. Every year, I do that whole pick a word of the year thing, and usually I forget about it by mm, mid-January, maybe early February if I'm doing a good job, but this year I am staying so focused on my word, which is simplify. This new format allows me to dedicate the time to creating two full episodes per month and then take it a little easier and enjoy two awesome guests, two episodes a month, and simplify the whole process. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the change. Feel free to drop me an email at jennifer at youreverydaystyle.com and let me know what you think. Now, we do have homework from last week, though, and we're not going to ignore that because it's important. That was to pay attention to the fit of your clothes. I really want you to nail fit because it is the first step to style. It's funny, since doing that episode, I've paid more attention to not only my own fit, but I've also paid more attention when I'm out and about. It's amazing how many women are walking around in clothes that don't fit, usually too big, that are killing their otherwise great style. If you haven't listened to episode 10, make the time to do it. Oh, and I want to share a great tip from a Style Lounge member who said, if you don't know how to find your fit, keep trying the item on in in smaller and smaller sizes until you get to the one that is obviously too small. Then go back up a size that's the right fit. That is great advice from Amy J and a wonderful reason to be a part of the Everyday Style Lounge. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to get right into today's topic. Ladies, the Summer Capsule Wardrobe Guide has officially been put in the vault and we are counting the days until September 1st when the Fall Capsule Guide is released. If you want to make sure you're on the waiting list, and get a little capsule advice before September, head to the show notes and sign up for my free mini capsule wardrobe guide. It will show you how to make 30 outfits out of just 10 pieces. 
Visit youreverydaystyle.com forward slash podcast and click the link for episode 11. You'll see the link to sign up for the guide. You'll be one step ahead of the game when fall comes. All right, we are back with another awesome visiting professor. Now, I know because you are listening to this podcast that you care about your personal style, and I'm guessing that you'd like to bring that same style love and style knowledge to all aspects of your life. So today, I've invited an interior design expert to the show to help us with some tips on what to do, what not to do, and some super simple tips we can do right now this week to make our spaces more beautiful and more reflective of our personalities. Maria Loveless is an experienced and innovative interior design professional who loves to create unique, one-of-a-kind spaces. She's a business owner, a mom, a wife, a social butterfly, and a beach lover. Welcome to the Everyday Style School, Maria. We're happy to have you with us today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, I should say you were on with us as a guest expert in a group of mine last summer, and it was the most watched guest expert video that we did. Yeah. So the response was so great that I wanted to make sure we had you back on to share your knowledge with an even bigger audience. And so thank you for coming back to do this all over again. Oh, well, thank you. And that was my first live ever. Oh, really? Nervous. Yes. I was very, very nervous. So I'm glad to know that it was well watched. No one would have known it. You're an absolute professional. Okay. Because this is a a podcast all about style. I always Mm -hmm. ask my guests the same three questions about their personal clothing style. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. In three words, describe your style. Modern, classic, and fun. Oh, those are good. Those describe you perfectly. How do you mix the modern and classic? I always like to have something that is classic, for example, a pencil skirt or a scarf or something that is very, very, you will find it in anyone's closet at any time. And then the modern part could be something totally trendy, like a shirt that is totally trendy today. You know, the kimonos that everybody wears nowadays, that's very modern, very trendy. So I love mixing the two and the fun comes with my shoes and the jewelry most of the time. Because I'm very simple when it comes to my patterns, because I like, you know, when it comes to clothing, but then the fun comes necklaces, statement pieces, um, earrings, things like that. So I try to mix a little bit of everything. Classic jean jacket, a classic pair of shorts with something fun and modern. I love that. Love that. Okay. If I gave you a $500 gift card to use in one store to spend on yourself on clothes, what store would you like? Hands down, DSW. Shoes. Okay. <laughs> so you're a shoeaholic. Did you put that? In I love shoes. Shoe lover. You love I shoes. Should. Okay. So I have another question, but this one begs a follow-up. What's your favorite pair of shoes right now? What pair is getting the most love? So I am going back to my pointy toe shoes with the high heels. I gave them up for about three, four years because I had a small accident on my foot. And I miss them. And if it's a pointy shoe, it makes you look taller. So I'm yes. all of like five three. Okay. Know, there's the whole out there. And um, I I went back and I look at some of my old photos and I realized, man, I look thinner and taller. So those <laughs> shoes make you look thinner and taller. They so do. They make your legs look a lot longer, a lot longer. Right. Yeah. So and pointy toes are really to- back in. They kind of. Yeah. Pointy toes took a break for a while. Um, Mm -hmm. but they are, they're back. They're back in a big way. Love them. Final question. What item of clothing that you currently wear makes you feel the best about yourself and why? 
So for the last month and a half, maybe two months, I am wearing tons of dresses as I am today. I love them. They make me feel put together with the least amount of effort. We're all busy. I get up in the morning. I do what I got to do. And then I'm out the door. So um, a dress to me is something that you can literally, without thinking, dress up or dress down. You can wear it with sneakers. You can wear it with high heel shoes, with boots. You can throw a jacket on it. You can throw a piece of jewelry. So I buy very simple dresses mm-hmm. and then I play with them and I have a good time. So, um, and I mean, I buy some fun ones too. Don't take me wrong, but it depends if I'm bloated that day, it's going to be a flowy dress. <laughs> if I feel like, Hey, I'm on top of the world. It's going to be a nice straight line, streamlined dress. So those are my go-to. I love that. I always say that dresses are one piece wonders, right? Because they're easier to style than a two piece outfit, but they, they look like you made a a lot more effort. People look at a woman in a dress and they go, man, she's always so put together. And really you're like, I put one thing on, like it cannot get any easier than this one piece. It's funny. I'm not to interrupt you. I go to networking meetings all the time. Mm -hmm. And I sit next to complete strangers. And when I announce, you know, when you go around the table and I say, yeah, I'm I'm an interior designer, it always never fails. My next door to me goes, oh, that makes sense. You look pulled together. (laughs) And every time, and I laugh and I go, why? Because I have a dress on a pair of shoes. But that's exactly right. That's the reason you just, you can dress them up. You can dress them down. Oh my goodness. That's a great lesson for everyone to take away. So I know we're talking about interiors today, but really, if you want to be put together, together, put on a dress. That's right. Okay. So now that we know you a little bit better, let's get into the home stuff. Cause I know that that is what everybody wants. Here is a funny thing. As confident as I am in my personal clothing style, I'm afraid to make bold choices in my house. I go to the store and I intend to buy bold curtains, bold artwork, bold furniture, and I end up with neutrals. Do you think this is a common issue? And if if it is, why do you think it is? It is a common issue. And I hear that all the time. And I think it's because you don't tie it with anything else. So to make a bold statement, you have to have something else in your home that carries that bold statement. You cannot just simply say, I'm going to go buy a red sofa, but everything else is neutral. There's got to be something else that ties it together. So most people go out there, they find something, think, oh my gosh, I'm going to get this. If they take it home, it doesn't look anything like their house because it's the only piece that is bold, that is out there, out of the ordinary, what it does not fit their comfort zone. They stepped out of their comfort zone. So you have to do that in, in sections. Like you have to kind of sort of look at your house before you go shopping, figure out exactly where you're headed, whether you look through magazines, house, whatever it is, and then take things out of the house that you don't really want anymore and then fill them up with those bold pieces. And no more than two or three. You cannot just have one item. You have to have two or three. They have to work together. They have to look like they were put together. That's why. And a lot of people take things back. That makes so much sense. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, so last year when you visited us, we talked about trends and we're going to do that again. Now you shared that two big trends, this would have been summer of 2018, you were with us, were green marble and bright colors in the kitchen. Now, are those still going strong? Not so much, no. Not so much, okay. No, no, they're not. 
other ones that have taken over now is the Navy. The Navy okay. is the new black. Okay. And here again, you can introduce the Navy. The Navy, first of all, is extremely classic, but it can be paired with a mint green or a pink color and be so trendy. Navy can be very modern if it's in a streamlined um, furniture, piece of furniture. Um, you can introduce it in beautiful pillows, not pillows that are, you know, all kinds of colors and flowers, but the beautiful navy pillow makes all the difference in the world. So that's the new, that's the new trendy color amongst everyone. But you can pair it with so many others. That's why everyone loves it. So that that's probably what's taking over that whole green marble, green everything. That's one of them. Now regular marble is still in very okay. much so, just not the green one. So navy's really trendy. What else is big? So what's coming back is copper. It's okay. kind of replacing that rose gold craziness of 2018. Um, everyone loved rose. Target was full of it, you know, anywhere you went. So copper slowly, slowly is, is re-entering because it was big years ago and it's coming back again. So the warm tones of the copper, like, you know, think of burnt umber and all of those colors, softer that's what's coming in. And I think that's what you will see a lot more come the fall. Um, and that's because gray is going out. Gray is going out. Gray, the true gray is going out. So much gray for so long. Yeah. Um, and now you're seeing more of the neutral sand, the neutral. So it's not like it's going away and it's drastic difference. It's more like it's even replaced with a taupe and the sand colors. So it's a warmer version of the gray. It's the grayish beige. I can't tell you how happy I am to hear that because I'll be honest, like all this light gray, I just, I couldn't stand it. It always seemed really kind of cold to me. And yeah. I am, I'm a taupe and, you know, kind of grayish girl all day long. So that, right. that is music to my ears. Absolute music to my ears. Um, okay. So talking about one of the challenges of committing to bold things and bold trends is the staying power. You know, buying a green shirt is one thing, but redoing your bathroom in green marble is another, you know what I'm saying? Right. So what are some ways to participate in a home decor trend without making a 15, 20 year commitment? Because what if somebody last year was like, I love this green marble. I think that's going to be around for a long time. I'm going to do my kitchen in green marble. And now they're like, Oh, that was a bad decision. That was a bad decision. So yeah. Do a green backsplash. Um, so when it comes to the big, big ticket items, from kitchens all the way to sofas, because sofas are very expensive, good mm -hmm. sofas, things that you will have in your home for 20 years. Stay neutral. Stay all the way across the board neutral. Now you can say, well, come on, Maria, that's boring. No, it's not, because these are the investments that you're making, and it's thousands and thousands of dollars, and you don't want to mess those up. So stay neutral there. And then the bold statements come in in a, in a kitchen, for example, bring it in with the backsplash, because that's not that a huge of a commitment. You can take it off and replace it far easier than you can ever take your marble off. In a home, inside your, your let's say your family room, all your furnishings. So your sofas should be neutral. Your chairs, somewhat neutral, depends on the investment you're making there. But now let's bring in the bold with window panels. Just the nice draperies on the left and the right, they're stationary. 
So you're not talking about a huge expense there and you can bring in the color. Um, beautiful rods that are out of the ordinary, that's another idea. Then pull those fabrics onto your sofa with your pillows. An area rug, so-so, depends on the investment. Area rugs vary. If it's a huge area rug, stay neutral. If it is small one, like just right under your coffee table or in your entrance, go bold. It's not that big of an investment. So that's where that's where you need to invest your money in the bold items, the items that you can replace without crying over it. Something that you can go buy at home goods or at Wayfair and not basically break the bank. So that's where all the bold items should come in. The fun items, the ones that are trendy, just like outfits. You know, buy something that is less expensive because it's trendy, but your staple pieces should always be in the nice classic neutrals. That's a, those are really really good tips. So I guess then, like the in a bathroom, you would recommend people doing their their vanities, all of that kind of stuff, very very neutral, and then right. you know then having a little bit more fun. Yeah. Okay. Go with artwork that's funky and fun and big and bold and your actual, um, you know, something on your sink, bring the color in. Another fun item is lighting. Mm -hmm. So instead of doing your traditional lighting, that's again, somewhat inexpensive. It's not going to break the bank. Bring some funky lighting in, bring in those, those really odd shapes, something that is out of the ordinary. I have a chandelier in my my bathroom people walking there all the time going oh my gosh i love that chandelier why i didn't spend that much money on it really but it's crystals well it's glass looks like crystals so that's what makes a difference they all walk out going i cannot believe how gorgeous that is Mm -hmm. okay so that's what i mean that's you know just make statements like that that are very powerful in their delivery but keep your tile neutral in the bathroom keep your vanity neutral in the bathroom and then have some fun towels and bath mats that are out of the ordinary. So that is, that's fantastic advice. I can't believe what a huge difference lighting makes. I mean, just to the, to the style of a room. So we bought the house that we're in, we bought last year, we moved to the Midwest last year. And I think our house was built in 2001. So Mm -hmm. all of the light fixtures were from 2001 and Oh my goodness. They were terrible. They were absolutely terrible. And the first thing, one of the first things I did was replace like the builder grade kind of little dome ceiling light in my office. You can't see it, but I have this really cool gold kind of cage flush mount light. And you know, people go, Oh, that's such a cool light. And then I replaced the entryway with lights. I actually have my husband today replacing all of the exterior lights. Cause they just have like, yeah. you know, builder grade white ones. And I bought these beautiful black kind of gaslight looking chandelier-y yes. things. They're so pretty and they make such yes. a huge difference. And really, I mean, I bought everything from like Home Depot. There was nothing crazy expensive or custom or, you know. You got but, it. Yeah. But just those tiny updates make such a huge, huge, huge difference. Huge difference. And again, you didn't break the bank. So it's not, it's, it's, it's a great fun little change and it makes you feel like a million bucks and people focus on it. So it's great. Those yes. There's one, well, there's one major light fixture that has still needs to be changed. And literally every time I look at it, I just get angry and I go, I need to, <laughs> but I, we haven't kind of figured out what we're doing in the whole room. So I don't want to start there, but anyway, right. 
Yes, that is my next, that's my next project. Okay, shifting gears just a little bit. I just did a podcast on style mistakes that age women. And while I hate the term mistakes, I know that as a professional, you probably see a few home interior choices that aren't the best over and over. What are things that we should be looking out for in our own homes? And also meant to ask you this earlier, what are things that are absolutely out that we are not seeing anymore? So mistakes um, or mishaps or people just don't know. The number one, which is kind of funny because you mentioned this before, is art. Please lower lower your art. Yes. No one needs to look at something that high. Again, it's it's detail. If it is a piece of art that you are actually looking at, it's a portrait or it's it's a scene, it has to be at eye level. And I get asked all the time, well, my husband is six foot one and I am five foot four. What do you mean? Compromise, bring it in between. Because what you know, you have to make that happen. And and your average person is about five nine, five ten, five eleven. So that's how you have to do that. So bring all your art down and declutter your decor. Okay. I walk homes all day long and they have knickknacks everywhere. And I think what happens is what you said earlier, people go out, they buy something, they think it looks good, they put it there, they leave it there. They don't do anything with it. They just think, okay, that's fine, whatever. They go travel, they bring things back and they just place them where they are supposed to be. So less is more. I'm not saying become a minimalist, but however, declutter, make things look streamlined, clean, fresh, take things out, empty your coffee table and put two or three items on there versus six. And, you know, just make things look seamless versus cluttered. So those are the biggest, two biggest mistakes people make. They just keep adding things. That's interesting. So it's interesting that you mentioned about the art hung too high because this is a conversation my husband and I have. We've been married 15 years and we've been having this conversation for about 15 years. Finally, I went, uh, I just Googled like, how high should you hang your art? And there was an interior designer who had done a whole blog post about this. And she said, as a general rule of thumb, a good place to start is that the center of the art should be 57 inches from the floor. And Mm -hmm. so I went and I measured every single picture or painting that I had had him hang was between like 54 and 58. I mean, I was so right on the nose with where it should be. And everything that he had kind of done on his own was a good foot higher. And it just, it so, you know, I would like to say, I hate to say I told you so, but I really love to say I told you so. And then I made absolutely him, right. I made him lower everything. And it does, it looks so much better. Much better. So yeah. much better. Ab- abstract is the only one that I would say, if you have a large piece and you have a really tall wall, that's not a problem, but not, not regular art, not Why on a regular that? nine foot ceiling. Why is that? Why can abstract art be hung a little bit higher? Because there's no detail to it. Abstract is meant to be just blended and beautiful colors coming through. So there's no specific detail that you need to look at. It's about the whole picture. And sometimes if it's too close to you, you really don't actually enjoy the whole look. So that's oh. it depends on how big it is. Again, it all depends on how big it is. Learn something new every day. The other thing she said on her blog was that people buy rugs too small. And now I... 
now I've started looking at that as I'm buying rugs. And, you know, it gets into the fact that to go from like the five by seven to the eight by 10, all of a sudden you're like doubling the price. You're like, oh, I could get away with a smaller one, but you really can't, can you? You can't. You no. have to have them appropriate sized size to the room. They have to be under the sofa, at least halfway under the sofa. But if that's the case, don't forget the sofa is going to go backwards in the back. You're going to have to elevate the back of the sofa. Um, they should not be sitting in front of the furniture. It should be under the furniture. Yes, size rugs can be a big issue with people. And they, they usually buy small ones because of the fact of it's a whole lot less. Standard yeah. sizes are cheaper. And, um, and yeah. if you go larger then yeah, you're paying double the price easily. Yeah. So. All right. But you just got to suck it up and do it. Okay. Yes. So did we talk about things that are absolutely out things we are not seeing anymore? So the green marble is out. Yeah. <laughs> um, so actually also here's another one that is out that I did not really realize was in, but, um, you know, they're really dark and people are going to hate me for saying this, but they're really, really dark cabinetry like the cherry dark, yes, that kind of cabinetry, believe it or not, that's out. More of the painted cabinetry is in for okay. actual like kitchens and bathrooms and such. Again, though, like I said earlier, when it comes to that, stay classic because kitchen will last you for 10 to 15 years. So trends come and go. The same thing with the rose gold is going away very, very slowly. It's walking its way out. So things like that in the grays are walking away. That whole, the farmhouse modern is still in, but it's becoming more modern than farmhouse. So, yeah, I've seen a shift to almost like modern tribal farmhouse. Like there's yes. sort of these elements of more geometrics coming in and less of, the, less of the farm. Yes, it is very much so. So um, that's another one, but it's still very trendy to find unique pieces one of a kind in auction houses or repurpose repurposing is still very trendy so and that kind of was tied into the farmhouse mm -hmm. and but now you don't do the chippy look you actually paint the pieces for example not too long ago one of my very dear friends painted a beautiful beautiful desk that gorgeous blue, you know, that navy blue, but that's that, that stunning blue. Mm -hmm. it, it looks like a million bucks. Nothing cheapy about it. She just painted that beautiful blue with, and she did the knobs in that beautiful copper look. Oh, it was stunning. You would have never known that that was a very well used desk. So that's still very, very trendy. Just not the chippy look. Okay. So not so much the distressed, not no. the shabby chic look. That is not... Right. What about like sliding barn doors? Is that a thing you should be, if you're, if you're doing an update to your house, is that an update you should be making right now? Or is that an update that has had its moment? It's had its moment. And if you do do it, do it more of the, of the uh, modern barn door. So okay. not, not that rustic looking one, but a modern barn door. If gotcha. you're going to go to that extent. Yeah. Okay. Good. Except if it's an actually true one. If it's an authentic barn door, that's a whole different ballgame. That's probably true in a lot of things, right? Like right. something that is truly authentic is different than a replica. Something that Correct. is made to look like it's out of your that's what's, yes. Chip yeah. and Joanna farmhouse. Thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's still a look I love though. I will I'll, I I'll be too. honest that I still love it. And I just I actually just bought a little cabinet that has sliding doors on it and it hides my kids' art stuff. And I'm like, oh, that looks cute when it's closed and yeah. clean. I love it. 
So what are some easy ways to create a more stylish home? And I know that everyone says paint, but painting can actually be a really big task. So what are things even thinking even smaller? What can we do? So wallpaper, the wallpaper that you don't have to commit and have to hire someone to take down, almost like the peel and stick. Like the peel and stick stuff, huh? They're fantastic. They have tons of patterns out there. It's an easy way to update a wall in your room without too much effort, very small financial commitment. And it replaces the art. It replaces everything. It's a beautiful backdrop. It changes the look completely. I mean, that's a weekend job, really. No big deal. So that's one of them. Again, bringing something navy into it. So do do something fun. Go buy a chair that's navy. Go, go do something that is different. Depends on what your style is. So another new trend is mixing masculine with feminine. Give so, me an example of that. What would that look like? Let's say you have a kitchen island. Mm-hmm. And let's say your kitchen is white. And it has a lot of, um, you know, the classic now, it's what it has been in for years. A nice white kitchen, right? With white marble, Guerrero marble coming through, blah, blah. Beautiful leather dark leather stools, bar stools. Okay. And then do that like wrought iron look to it. So there is a masculine bar stool in a very feminine kitchen. And then on, on the island, you can put gorgeous pink flowers. I mean, that's what people are beginning to do is mirroring the two. I did not know it was a trend because my clients always said to me, oh, listen, I, I, you know, I'm hiring you, but let's make my husband happy as well. So they're <laughs> always right because it's a compromising position yeah. there. They have to figure this out. So there's always like some masculine feel in pretty much all the designs that I do. So now it's funny how it's actually very trendy. So to me, so think of it that way. That's the picture is a leather bar stool in a beautiful feminine looking kitchen. Let's say you have the beautiful sofa and you have a very nice um, side chair that there are very beautiful colors and you have these beautiful blues and pinks coming through the pillows and the rug and everything. So throw a couple leather ottomans there. Have a very masculine looking coffee table, like strong and big, something like that. Just start mirroring the two. That's what we see more and more out there. I love that. I love that. Okay. So one of my everyday style lounge members asked a really great question and that's what are your favorite sources that you send people to, to look for inspiration? Two of them, house and Pinterest. Those are it. I always say to them, go to house because house is only focused on interiors and you can find any inspiration you, you want from there. I mean, from the top designers to just anyone And then Pinterest, I know it's overdone, but it's not. Pinterest is great. You can go on there and you can find absolutely anything your heart desires. You can say kitchen 2019, you can say family room trends, and you will get all this wonderful inspiration. With my business, I have accounts on both. And a lot of my clients, more Pinterest than house, they go right there, they invite me, and I collaborate with them. I see what they want. And that helps a lot. Okay, that's really that's good. So house, it's actually a H O U Z Z, correct? 
H-O-U-E-Z. I'll link to that in the show notes. If you want to check that out, you can go to youreverydaystyle.com forward slash podcast. Um, and in this episode, I'll have a link to house. So you can see that. I do love Pinterest, how specific you can get. Like you can do small entryway ideas. You can do modern entryway ideas. You yeah. can really hone in until you, you know, cause it's, I love house. I love house as much as the next interior design junkie, but those rooms are so beautiful and over the top and you're like, okay, but nobody actually, no one I know actually lives like this. So right. I love that Pinterest, sometimes you can actually find pictures and examples of real houses and, yeah. you know, and real meaning the way that people truly live and not just right. designer, total designer right. show pieces. Yeah. That's, it's a fantastic set. It, it's a great waster of time as well. I will say it is. I love it though. I've noticed that too on Wayfair, mm-hmm. a lot of people actually, when they purchase an item, they actually upload their photos of that item in their own space. Yes, so you I love that. Feel, that's great. Yes. It's funny when we moved, like nothing fit in this space. Like some of our couches did, you know, our bedroom furniture pretty much stayed the same, but nothing else really fit. So we had to start over. And right. I use that feature on Wayfair all the time is how does it actually look in somebody's house and how have they styled it and what have they done with it? I, that's a great tip. That's a really great tip. Okay, Maria, I've got one last question for you. And that is what one thing would you like women to take away from our conversation today? Oh, well, so basically I would say less is more. That's one thing that I want them to think about. Less is more. We always think of decor and design our home as this whole huge process and we have to have all these things no less is actually more and the next one is think of your home as a representation of you so the way you put yourself together to represent yourself every single day in the world your home is the same thing we entertain people come to see us or we live in it just selfishly you want it to be beautiful you want it to be styled well you want it to be comfortable you want it to be relaxed classic whatever your style might be it should be a reflection into your actual home and we invest in ourselves so invest in your home it's the same idea as far as i'm concerned i tell people that all the time you know, we don't have any problem dropping a hundred bucks for a pair of shoes. But then right. if someone says to you, oh my goodness, this chair is what? Well, yeah, you're paying for something. It's an investment for your home. So I, I would love for people to think that their home is themselves. They have to treat it the same way. I love that. And there's such a feeling that you get when you sit in a room that you think is beautiful, that gives that same feeling as putting together an outfit that you feel good in. I mean, it just sort of elevates how you feel about yourself and you want to spend time in your home and it gives you inspiration to take that into other areas of your house as well. We have this little dining room that's off of the kitchen and it's awkward and tiny and our family would never fit in it if we had more than the four of us. So I turned it into a little TV nook and we have a couple of chairs in there. We have an art, a table that I don't care if it gets paint on. It has that little sliding door barn cabinet that I was mentioning. Yes. And it actually has this really weird abstract painting of a horse. My daughters are horse obsessed, but I just mm-hmm. loved this thing. And every time I sit in there, I go, I just, I love this room. I love being in here. And it makes me want to spend more time in there. And it makes me want to bring that feeling to other areas of my house. Oh, so I, I love Absolutely. that. Love that advice. 
All right. I want to thank Maria again for being on the show today, sharing her knowledge for creating stylish living spaces and encouraging us to all be more confident in our home choices. In the show notes, I've got links to connect with Maria on social media. The rooms you post are absolutely stunning, stunning, stunning. And I love your, what do you think of this room or this or that? I love those. I always participate in those. All right. That's all for today, friends. Your homework this week is to give a tiny update to one space in your home. It can be as small as buying a new plant or some flowers or rearranging the furniture artwork to create a new look. Maybe you're inspired to take on a bigger project. Whatever you do this week, post a picture in the Everyday Style Lounge. We can't wait to see it. That's it, friends. We'll see you next week. And thank you, Maria, one more time. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Everyday Style School podcast. Class is dismissed for the day, but if you'd like to continue the conversation, head over to my free Facebook group, the Everyday Style Lounge. You can also visit my website for show notes, downloads, and links to resources we discussed during the episode. Go to youreverydaystyle.com forward slash podcast. Finally, be sure to subscribe to The Style School wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, I'd love if you'd leave a review and even share with your friends. Thanks so much. We'll see you back in class next week.